Sometimes dudes just deserve to get punched in the face. This is Story Arcs, I'm Art, and this is about the time that I had to punch a dude who made me break up with my girl. So going back to like 19, late 80s, early 90s, I was working at McDonald's and I met this girl at McDonald's that I really liked. We'll call her E for this story. And she had this friend who was a cat from my neighborhood, right? And I knew him, we grew up together, we went to the same elementary school, same junior high, all that kind of stuff. And he was, he was a particular kind of individual, right? Because most of us who grew up in that neighborhood, we grew up kind of rough. We were used to rough housing, playing tackle football on the concrete, things like that, right? But this cat, he got hit by like a yes truck or something when he was little, right? And so he was always kind of delicate and you know, no hate on him, it happened to him, right? But people treated him kind of like he was in bubble wrap or something. And so he had a bunch of dudes in the crew in the neighborhood who would always kind of look out for him, you know? But he was mad annoying, right? He was always saying something or doing something to piss people off. But nobody ever wanted to like, you know what I'm saying, get at him. He was this dude that had gotten hit by like a, a mailbox truck or something, whatever you want to call it. And so we grow up, we get to be like whatever it was, 15, 16 years old. And it just so turns out that him and this girl E were good friends from high school, you know? I don't know if he was interested in her. I don't know what the motivation was, but you know, me and her, we kind of developed like this little romance when we worked at McDonald's. She lived in a different neighborhood than I did, so I didn't see her very often. We talk on the phone a lot, right? And then he would talk on the phone a lot with her as well. And the whole time, unbeknownst to me, old boy's hating on me, telling her that she should be breaking up with me, that, you know, she shouldn't be rolling with me or whatever. And so where I was from in the projects where I lived, you had like four distinct crews, right? So you had a crew from one side of the project, then another from the northern side, then another from the southern side, like that, right? And he always hung out with these dudes who were like from the, the western side of the, of the projects, you know? And then I was from like the northern side. So aside from the fact that he didn't even live in the projects, right? So the projects are surrounded by like all these private homes, right? So you had the people who were in the projects who were more poor families. And then you had like these middle-class families who lived in private homes. And he lived in one of these homes. He had like two working parents. He was like some middle-class kid, but he hung out with a bunch of dudes from the hood. And uh, so here he is, he's hating on me behind my back. I have no knowledge of this happening, you know what I mean? And I'm all into this girl. Then I would make it my business to go and visit her and all this kind of stuff with the very little bit of time that I had available to me. And one day she's like, yo, I don't think we should be going out no more, this and that. And I'm like, what? Like, you know, it was confusing to me because I hadn't done anything wrong in my mind, right? I hadn't done anything, hadn't cheated on her, hadn't treated her bad. So I'm thinking this could develop. And meanwhile, she's like, nah, I'm done with you. And so then it comes to me, I don't remember exactly where the information came from, but it comes to me, it's like, yo, this dude has been hating on you this whole time and that's why he don't want to know about you no more. And I was like, what? Why would he do that? You know, that's, that can't be true. And then I heard it from someone else and they're like, yeah, yeah, he's definitely been hating on you the whole time. And I'm like, oh, okay. So now at the same time, where I'm working at this McDonald's, right? The, the managers are like a bunch of cokeheads, right? So it's like all these white boys who are managing this McDonald's and they like sniffing coke in the in the manager room all the time. And meanwhile, there was this uh, there was this other manager. We'll call him G. He was mad cool, right? He got me like into the the McDonald's basketball tournaments and all this kind of stuff, right? And so he was always trying to look out for me. But these other managers, they would always be hitting up the people who were on the cash registers, telling them that their tills were short, right? So every time you did cash register, you ended up they ended up telling you it's short. You owe us money. It's short, you owe us money, right? So it'd be $5, $6, $12. So I eventually told G, the manager, I was like, look, I don't wanna do cash registers no more. 
Like every time I do cash register, it's wrong. And I know for a fact that I'm good at math, so I'm not doing that no more. And then the white managers was like, no, you have to do it. He has to do it or he, he's fired, right? So there was like this battle in between me and these managers. And then this guy, G, who is like an assistant manager, he's playing like the in-between and he's trying to find a way for me not to have to be on the cash register. So all of this is like going on in my little 15, 16 year old head. Like this is major drama for me, right? And I'm like, all right, I know how I'm gonna settle this. So then he says to me one day, I came in, I'm like, listen, man, I'm letting you know right now, if you put me on the cash registers, I quit. And we had to go from the Bronx, they put us on these school buses and they bus us out to Connecticut. And then we'd work at these McDonald's in Connecticut that are like right on the side of the highway, you know? So that was the job. He had to ride like an hour on a school bus to go all the way to the job, then wait till the shift was over, get back on another school bus, and come back to the Bronx and from there make your way home. So I'm over there and I'm like, look, man, I ain't doing a cash register. And he's like, all right, dude, just, just come over here and do these fries. So he puts me on the fries. And the night before, I just found out that this dude had made me break up with my girl, had, had made my girl break up with me. And now I got to be sitting on this super hot fry station, right? Making fries all day long for like six hours, right? Felt like the sun was beaming on me the whole time. It was just super hot doing those fries. And that just got me like more pissed off than I already was. So finally, when the shift was over, I told this manager, G, I was like, yo, dude, I'm done. I'm not coming back no more. And he was like, what are you talking about? I, I hooked it up so that you don't have to do the cash register. I was like, nah, man, I don't need this job. I'm not doing this no more. I'll see you later. Thanks for looking out for me. I'm done. So we get on the bus and one of the, one of the assistant managers or leads, he had some kind of an authority position above the rest of us, right? He was like this dude who was supposed to be some kind of black belt kung fu type type cat but we had already had like mad fights with dudes who complained to do karate who were good and had black belts and all this kind of stuff and me and my boys we'd like get at them all the time so i wasn't afraid of nobody with no black belt you know what i mean and uh, so on the way home when the bus stops where my boys was getting off i decided i'd get off with them in their neighborhood and when i go to get off the bus old boy's looking at me and i'm thinking about all these things that had you know just occurred in the last 24 hours or whatever and i punched him in the face right and when I punched him in the face, I hit him so hard that his head hit the glass on the school bus and cracked the school bus window. Right? And then everybody's like, yo, what are you doing? And I looked at him, I'm like, you need to mind your business. Don't be messing with me and my girl. And I walk off the bus. But as I'm walking off the bus, the karate dude steps up out of his chair and he's looking at me. And then my best friend G, who another dude, my best friend, I could call him his name, my best friend Gary, who gets off the bus, he's standing there at the bottom of the steps of the bus with me, and I'm standing at the bottom of the steps, and the karate dude is standing where the driver is, and he's like, yo, what are you doing? I'll come at you, what are that? And we're like, come off the bus. Come on off the bus then. You got all that talk? Come on off the bus, bro. We can do this right now. We ain't afraid of your black belts. Come on off the bus, let's do this, right? And he was just there yip-yapping like a chihuahua. He didn't end up coming off the bus. The bus driver closed the doors, and he drives off, and then the next day, in the neighborhood, because, you know, the bus went back and everybody who was from my neighborhood got off, went back to the neighborhood, told the whole story. I stayed in my man Gary's neighborhood. And then the next day, I'm walking around, you know, through the neighborhood and everybody's like, yo, there he is. There he is. There's Mike Tyson. Yo, that's Mike. Look at Mike Tyson right there. <laughs> everybody's like, this is Mike Tyson. You know, and then we had to go back to the ball course to play ball. All, that's all we did was play basketball, right? When we weren't working. And uh, everybody's like, yo, Mike Tyson, watch out for Mike Tyson. He might follow you. You know what I'm saying? Watch out for them elbows. Watch for that right hook. Mike Tyson might knock you out. So I had to eat crow for like, you know, a week and a half, maybe two weeks. Everybody calling me Mike Tyson because I had hit this dude. But, you know, when I look back on it, I'm like, I don't think I would have done it any differently. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes dudes just got to get punched in the face.